0: I'm going to introduce Calvin, and then Calvin will introduce Sue. Calvin is a lifelong learner. He's creative, imaginative, likes to find out how things work, how they change. And so he uh, he enjoys history. Uh, and uh, thanks to Mary Ridley, who used to teach uh, cultural history for the Prosperous. He's learned, he's learned how people, nations, in the world utilize their history to affect the future. Or to say it another way, what we do with our past in the present creates our future. Calvin has been a member of the Prospero since 1967, and he studied for over 20 years, with uh, master teacher Thane of Hawaii. Calvin, besides being a mentor in the Prosperos, is a life coach facilitating those looking to find their truth and achieve their highest potential. He's currently facilitating a workshop for future coaches and mentors. Today's conversation is with One of his associate mentors and facilitators of that program dr sue beck who will give you an inside peek into the program so i present now calvin harris welcome calvin
1: aloha my goodness i have some new people here well good to see everybody hello well um, we have a, a lot going on. I want to say um, Happy New Year for those who will be uh, celebrating the um, Chinese Tet New Year that will begin um, on Monday. Uh, because well, there's 31 days here. It's the first day of February. And so it's like it's getting off. To a new start. Again, I love uh, celebrations. Those are one of the things I'm curious about. I'm curious about a lot of stuff. (laughs) People in general uh, being one of them. um, I also believe life should be more than about suffering or worry. I believe there are methods, some of them ancient, and many of them Principles that have been taken and refined uh, by uh, science, and uh, and just over the years, uh, people taking these uh, principles and laws and working with them to the point of where uh, modern research has, has started to show that. Uh, some of the conditions that we have for suffering uh, can be eradicated. We know that there are observable universal and dimensional laws and principles at play which lends themselves to systematic attempts to pursue the deeper, innate life. So I guess it's identifying or amplifying these qualities within one's own life that can make a difference. Um, uh, Now, this doesn't mean that this is going to guarantee a life well-lived, but it does require us to take focused actions towards uh, that goal. And it is in this action, including the missteps, the surprises, (laughs) and the unpredictable good, that you gain access to a richer comprehension of what the deeper authentic life means to you and its achievements in this dimension of your life. And the reason I say this dimension is that individuals are always trying to get to heaven. I think many religious organizations is that most people would r- rather just bypass this all but <laughs> it's through here that we've reached the, the heavens of our understanding and who we are. And that was one of the goals of the uh, Advanced Mentors Workshop, was to give individuals a place where they can work on these concepts on whatever ideas it is uh, as far as laws and principles that will help them to move towards that. And so having said that, I'm going to bring in, up one of the individuals that have really kind of helped me in, in uh, guiding and moving the, um, this workshop. Um, in the direction that it has, and that's Sue Beck. So Sue, if you'll come on board, there you are.
2: Hi. Good morning, Calvin.
1: Good morning. Well, um, this is the second time that we've uh, had a go around with uh, uh, with introducing you and your life. But let's start by going ahead and then recapping some of the things that you have done. Uh, throughout your life?
2: Okay. Um, Well, I am a retired marriage, family, and child psychotherapist, retired clinical psychologist, retired lieutenant colonel in the United States Army. Um, I specialized in child psychology, critical incident debriefings, and forensic psychology which led me to be an expert witness within the California superior courts and federal court. I was mental health consultation team leader of Camp Zama Japan, and a subject matters expert on Oprah Winfrey's television show. I hold national certifications in sex therapy, group therapy, rehabilitation counseling, and not-for-profit agency management. Um, I have been an associate professor at California State University at Fullerton and Holos University in Lawrence, Kansas. Um, I'm an international speaker and keynote provider. Um, In the last three years, I've been limited uh, to Zoom, and so I've done conference talks in Acapulco, Mexico, Harare, Zimbabwe, Orangistad, Aruba, Hamilton, Bermuda, Beijing, China, London, England. I just completed a series in Atlanta, Georgia at one of the largest churches in Atlanta. I have a four-year seminary Master's of Divinity degree from Claremont School of Theology, a doctorate in clinical psychology, a postdoctoral fellowship, in behavioral medicine psychology, and I've completed a five-year training program uh, towards being a Buddhist nun. Um, I've traveled extensively. Um, I am very familiar with 43 countries and lightly with another 12. So I think that brings you up to date on what I've been doing.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah um i remember uh as uh when we, we used to travel for the um um for many who may not know that uh in other um disciplines such as psychiatry every year you must go to a conference and this uh, will help you to expand what it is that you're doing or help you to use some of that information within your practices. So me and Sue used to uh, travel on these conferences <laughs> and um, uh, uh, I, I was introduced as, what was it? What did they call me? Reverend? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs>
2: Reverend Harris
1: harris because these conferences were also open to um religious individuals that uh that needed this type of training when they were dealing with individuals sue matter of fact at that at one point even had um one year i think you were you had done the um uh, uh trauma and and uh, critical care yes uh, seminar that uh, we had attended. Uh, One of my favorite of these um, extended knowledge-based programs was when we had the people from uh, Joseph Campbell's group come and give us the information about storytelling, which I've, uh, I've just loved ever since. So there's a lot that goes on, plus the people that have, uh, that have been there. But I think the key thing here is that there are observables of universal and, dip- and dimensional laws and principles at play, which lends themselves to a systematic attempt to pursue the deeper inner life. And these are some of the kinds of things that we want to be aware of. We want to bring to our people the best information that is out there so that they are aware and current on events that are taking place and that can maybe incorporate some of the best Techniques to be more efficient and effective in the work that they are doing, those who have that calling. It's interesting working with individuals that so many people have so many callings. uh, And it's important to us to kind of know that as a school, we service more than one type of a calling, that we are a service organization that needs to help individuals to to expose or to allow their unique opportunity for being to to come forth. So, Sue, uh, as uh, we've heard, there's a lot that you've been involved in a lot that you've done (laughs) and again some of it is because of of focus some of it was because of things that were unpredictable and some things were just a a roundabout from left field (laughs) so um it's also that understanding that sometimes tragedies within our lives can bring us forward. So let's start with uh, your early life then.
2: Well, I grew up on an Iowa dairy farm Mm -hmm. uh, with an aunt that worked for the United States Army as a teacher in their international schools. She always sent me postcards And said, Someday you're going to see the pyramids of Egypt. Got to see that two years ago. Someday you're going to see all of these things in the world. And so I wanted to get out there and find it. Um, I came across the Prosperos in my early 20s and started letter writing with Thane. He encouraged me to pursue everything that interested me he and he wanted to know about it and so that really set me that if I was interested in something I pursued it
1: and when we say pursue it's just with trying to get, well, what are the dynamics that are there? What are the things that make this work? So many times when individuals are thinking about pursuing things, they don't realize that there is a cost to that. They don't realize that there may be training that is necessary for that. And they may not realize that there are consequences to moving in a particular direction. And so there is always um, that need for accountability and responsibility. Um, We have that business that goes on with um, you being in the army. Now, people don't realize that, that people, when they go into the service, that they're making an agreement. And for Sue, I think your agreement was for education. Is that correct?
2: Um, When I went into the military, I was following my mother's footsteps. Mm -hmm. She was a retired um, Army nurse. Mm -hmm. And I went in with the idea that they had opportunities and educational opportunities that would increase my world. Um, I talked to Thane about it, and he absolutely encouraged me to go forward. He was quite pleased when I got a direct commission uh, from President Jimmy Carter at that point.
1: Mm -hmm. Yet at the other side, or the other part of that agreement, was that you would be in service to the United States, Mm -hmm. that there, if... There would be a possibility of a war or whatever that you would serve in whatever capacity that there was. so there was an agreement of of that that you would bring your best to that uh, your best education, your best understanding, your strategic thinking that you would have you would bring to to that uh, that endeavor. Is that correct?
2: That's absolutely right. I never pictured myself as a person going into a war zone as I was in the medical services command. And yet when a desert storm occurred and we were setting up field hospitals, that's precisely where I found myself um, in Bahrain and um, in the AEE Uh, American, the um, Arab United Emirates, Um, that's where I was, treating people that had been injured, working with uh, a medical team and giving myself a 20 hour day and naps in between.
1: The situation with that was that um, someone that you were very, very close to uh, had gotten into a a situation in the fact that because this person was part of a a medical team, they also had to take care of the prisoners. Yes, And would you want to go into that a little bit?
2: Um, My best friend within the military, uh, Judith, um, was a surgical nurse, and she was going into prisoner of war camps, providing medical humanitarian care. During one of her visits, there was a POW uprising, and she was held hostage for a period of time. She came out of that experience uh, physically and emotionally injured, and it really shook our medical command that this had happened. Um, And I continued my friendship with her, and she has never fully recovered from that experience.
1: So, um, again, when we take on positions or are working with individuals we need to kind of know the extent and the need and the importance for the training that we have because without the training that they had that situation could have been a whole lot worse
2: correct correct
1: so um in our, our spiritual practices and that we need to always be aware that we are on a multidimensional plane where in each of these dimensions, there are principles and uh, and laws that we work with. Um, I'm always thinking back to Thane when Thane was uh, saying um, oh, we, uh, um, uh, he was talking about atoms and having more holes, uh, more space than substance. And someone pipes up, oh, so you can uh, walk through that wall. And he goes, yep, yep, as long as there's a door there. Mm-hmm. Understanding the principles on whatever level that you're working with. So these are the kinds of things that we're working with when, when, when um, we move into working with others is that we, uh, that we have a concept of that. Yes, we want to be of service, but to be of service, we don't want to be more of a hindrance or do, do harm. So uh, that brings us to the... Um, M- motley little group that uh, of lifelong learners that uh, sort of felt the call to want to to um, join the advanced mentors workshop uh, to take them from zero to professional, <laughs> and that was what that was there about was to give the the needed kinds of of steps that are necessary so that you are effective and efficient in what it is that you do. The um, the uh, funny thing is that uh, some of the individuals are here today and I'm sure they didn't realize that they were uh, what they were getting into when they when they signed up. <laughs> but the uh, other thing is that, um, I think that it has helped to bring about a flow to them that I don't think they would have had before. But Sue, uh, with your background and and your checking uh, what's going on, what would you say about this group?
2: I don't believe any of us understood what we were signing up for. This last year was 50 meetings of two hours each with homework assignments and readings that required two hours of our time for every hour we spent in class, very comparable to any class that you would take at a master's level. We did outside writing, we did outside reading. We brought that back and discussed it as a group. We talked through concepts of sexuality, homelessness, um, disparities in medical care, how to find your authentic self. We looked at a wide variety of um types of circumstances, and started really massaging this and sharing this, talking it through and bringing up the examples from our own lives. Um, Everyone at some point or another felt that they were overwhelmed, especially when we started working with the Covey materials and how Stephen Covey organizes your life.
1: (laughs) Um, uh, Yeah, I think that there was a a, um, uprising (laughs) at that time, including yourself when I brought that in. (laughs)
2: Um, About the third week, I was ready (laughs) to throw the book across the room and (laughs) to say, I like the petty little ways that I do things. And I don't need all this changing.
1: <laughs> so again, this was a sly a, um, a, um, man uh, way of having individuals to look at the seven areas of their particular life. So this f- first year has totally been about the individual and the uh, foibles or uh, ridiculousness that, that, or where individual self-sabotage, would you say?
2: Yes, I would. Um, we really took the long road in looking at what were our habits? What bad habits did we have and how could we change them? Where did our Judeo-Christian point of view come from? were we taking care of our whole system were we taking care of our our intellect and our physical being or were we just focused on one small little part of life and so it it's been quite a roller coaster journey
1: the other thing is that um with working with the uh, group. There is that whole understanding of the importance of group dynamics. Yes. But that group dynamics starts with you, yourself, working with understanding what your will is, understanding the dynamics of your physical body and emotion, uh, your intellect, and then working with the uh, having those things triggered, so that then you could go about working with translation and RHS to move into these areas of imagination, intuition, and higher self. And I think that there uh, that some in uh, in this room have had that experience working with them.
2: Oh, absolutely. In looking at your imagination and your intuition and seeing where it takes you um, by doing writing exercises and imagination exercises, by considering what would it be like to experience some of the things that we've seen in video, um, like painting your favorite best friend um, and One of the offshoots of that was painting your best friend when they were nude and you were nude Mm -hmm. as a way of forming a a relationship at a deeper, more intimate level.
1: The uh, business with that was that that video was showing that this wasn't anything uh, sexual. It was certainly intimate. Yes, uh, and I have uh, an example of that. I was um, at a conference uh, a few weeks ago, and someone came up to me, and they were started to talk to me, and and that, and I was kind of looking at the person, and all of a sudden, the, the individual realized that I didn't recognize them. And they're going, <laughs> "It's me." <laughs> And all of a sudden I go, oh, and in the middle of the room, I said, oh, I didn't recognize you with your clothes on because (laughs) I'd only seen the individual at our swim class. And so we we're in nothing but just our bathing suits. So I'd never seen this person with their clothes on before, (laughs) and then masked on top of it. I was going, who is this? But it shows that um, that that closeness in relationships that come when you are not hiding when you are basically being there. And um, my um, aerobics class is uh, made up of 60 to 70 people that are between the ages of 50 and 92. I think the it the, was the last birthday of one of the people were in there. And to be bold enough to get into a pool with nothing but your... Uh, your bathing suit on with all of your, uh, wrinkles, fat, mm-hmm. um, um, cellulite, whatever else is going on there. So it is that situation of, of, of you are exposed. And so a lot of times people think that you are, are not exposed, uh, that you have, uh, undressed yourself just because you've taken off your clothes but it's that interaction that is really important and that is what i think that this group has done has strongly started to disrobe amongst themselves to allow for true uh camaraderie to take place to have group dynamics in its fuller sense take place I think
2: that's one of the valuable things that came out of the group. You spend 100 hours of FaceTime through Zoom together, talking about issues, sharing personal experiences, and you're constantly deepening the relationship with everybody in the room. I knew everyone to begin with, and now I know them so much more because I've taken the time, I've invested the time in listening to others and sharing myself. And And I think that's the real value of this group.
1: And that's it, it's taking the time, not saying, oh, we're gonna do this and we're doing it in two months. (laughs) Mm -hmm. The individuals had to sign up for a focus of what it was, that the, what the intention was of the group and had to agree for a two year period. Now we've just finished the first year, we're going into the second at this point. So it's getting uh, deeper and really looking at some things. But out of this, I think that some real tools, that they can use in other parts of their lives are taking place. One of the major things that we're trying to get taken care of at this time is individuals' personal calendars. Sue, did you want to talk a little bit about that?
2: Personal calendars have a way of assisting you in accomplishing your goals and the things you want to do. If you put it on a calendar, it's more likely to happen than if you don't. If you put it on a calendar, you can see how the building blocks are building towards your goal. You can also see if you have time to do more towards that goal or if you have time to take on anything else. Calendars become your coordination of you interfacing with your life
1: one of the things that we try and do with the calendar is say uh you decide what three things that are important to you that you're going to get done every day Mm
2: -hmm.
1: when do you have time uh that you can talk with individuals and do this because this is going to be very important as these members of this group moved towards more and more um, responsible uh, positions, many of them within the uh, within the Prosperals, can you uh, do you have a sense of urgency that you can get things done? Do you do you have time to meet with other of your your group? Uh, um, do you have time to build these kinds of relationships? Um, are you expecting this school to, to uh, supply you with uh, students or are you out there going looking for students yourself and you know how to bring them in? These are all of the kinds of things that we're moving towards uh, with, within that group. And it starts with having a personal mission Mm -hmm. And a goal that you set, not for uh, this week, but for the year, five years, 10 years. And then one of the big things that we talk about all the time is the business of uh, fly efforts, little steps. Mm -hmm. And having time for yourself where you make time for yourself because you are as important as anybody else. And yet you have that sense of of yourself, what you're doing, your contribution to the the school and everything else. I think it's funny how we're starting to see that by working on yourself, that then allows for larger and larger engagement.
2: And having a vision of where you want to be in 30 days, in 90 days, in a year, where you want to be in three years, you have to have a vision instead of just saying, I'll just lope along and anywhere will be fine. Mm -hmm. If you want to accomplish certain things, you have to lay it out in the steps that you're going to take to accomplish that. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that your course does is take people through the sequence of events from just the idea into the actions that get you there.
1: I think the important thing within this is that um, adage that I use within this course is when the teacher is ready, the student will appear. Mm -hmm. Uh, uh, Also... Uh, um, I remember we had this conversation at one point and that was, you were going uh, something about, well, well, I just don't know why this isn't getting done, blah, 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 blah. And I had to say, Sue, they don't know what they don't know. Correct. And so uh, this is one of the major situations that go on. Individuals may have the, the will to do something but if they haven't pulled over and asked for direction they're not going to get there Mm -hmm. nor will they know whether they have their ladder up the right wall that they're about to climb (laughs) so stopping and recollections and looking at this is what I say that I want to do but this is what I'm doing Mm -hmm. do these things match up Or is it uh, what the engines used to say, someone talk with forked tongue. (laughs) Hmm. So this is the uh, some of the things that go on there. Well, so it's the situation of, it's not just the information that we give them, but we always say, check it out, do your research, there's something more. It's like uh, one of my favorite teachers, Marion Bell, when you'd finish a song and you go, oh, good, it's finished. And she'd go, now again. <laughs> <laughs> or, or you'd be in, uh, be drenched in tears over something that had come up and she'd just wait. And she'd go, OK, now again. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so this is the kind of trust that, that mm-hmm. I think we all need is that someone that you know that is going to, to work with you, that you can listen to, and that you can confer with. All right, I'll Thank say al- aloha to everyone. Thank you for being here.